We have to give people a moment to get back up here because there were some inconsistencies. So oh, I'll, be, okay. I'll be a few minutes here while, while we say that uh, this is the first sweep by a driver in the month of May at Indianapolis. You're the points leader, 34 career wins, and somehow none of that matters right now. You're an Indianapolis 500 winner. Congratulations. Yeah, no, nothing. It just doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just ah, overwhelming. Amazing. It's a funny, like, you just forget where you are and you're just so immersed in the race that uh, you don't even realize. Like, I, when on the white flag lap, I started screaming because I just knew I was going to win it. Uh, unbelievable. So, uh, never been so excited. No, I think that's pretty fair. They handed you the milk bottle, and I'm not even sure you realized that's what it was or you were so surprised even to see the milk bottle. No, no, I knew you drink milk here. And believe me, I've seen a few of my... Uh, competitors do it so yeah no i knew um i just hesitated a bit because i don't i'm not supposed to eat dairy but i didn't care <laughs> i just drank it and you poured it on your head all right we probably got lots of questions here we'll we'll start right here in front hang on for the transcription Drenched the 500 Festival Queen with a lot Yeah, of I milk. felt bad when I turned around. I realized the glasses, and she was just covered in milk. I was like, oops. I, mean, what, what, what did yeah, you I didn't realize she was behind me. Yeah. What did you say to her? Because it looked like you... you yeah, I just said, oh, so, I'm so sorry. I, I, <laughs> what can I do? I didn't see you behind me, but uh, she was all good. All right, we got a question behind you. Will, congratulations. Right in the middle. Oh, sorry. Can you talk about how you managed your last restart, not knowing the fuel situation with the guys in front of you? And then just also talk about just restarts with cleaner versus uh, dirtier today. Yeah, um, that last restart, I was, uh, I was very determined or I knew that I had to get a, very, like, get a run on these guys, at least get one of them in the first turn, which uh, I didn't. I got Oriel, I think a lap later or something. And um, because I, I didn't want Carpenter to have a shot at me. He was very quick. So if he got by, it would have been, you know, I think game over potentially. So very aggressive on the restarts. And also in clean air, I was very aggressive on the restarts. I, I started in a different spot every time to try get a jump on Ed because I knew if we were fighting into one, it, you know, just creates a problem. So very good restarts when you look at it. and never got challenged. Were you worried about a caution coming out with uh, three or four or five laps to go? Well, I knew, no, I, I, uh, it was all pretty spread out. Um, I knew after a yellow, the potential for the, the, a, a yellow to come out was only after the first lap, uh, you know, first two laps. And then once everyone kind of got in a rhythm, you, it was less for I didn't even think about it, to be honest. I just went for it because I had people to pass. Okay. Patrick, over here. Here you go, Pat. Uh, Will, a couple of years ago we were talking at Long Beach because you come to a, these press conferences and you're always thinking about something else besides what we're doing. Do you ever think about this moment? Was this, is, how much does this moment run through your head? It has run through my head uh, the last year more than ever um, because it really is. I've won so many races and poles and, you know, led more laps than anyone. I just hadn't done it here. So I've been thinking, like, am I going to finish my career without a 500 win? And this month is one of the best months I've had. Very, very, like, relaxed and, you know, in tune with my engineer, just working really well. 
um, and it just came together. It was a, you know, you got to have a lot of determination. I think that uh, I watched the Super Bowl last year. It was the Patriots, and I was the other team. I don't even know the other team, but they had a lot more. They had a lot more want. They wanted it more than the other team, and that's why they won. And I think you have to have that. You have to have that in you, and that's just the the human spirit. So um, you got to have that determination. That's what I had, and. When you work hard at something, it comes for you. It eventually comes for you. Bruce, right here in the middle on your left. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Yes. They played their you yeah. know, backside off. Hey, uh, when you finished second to uh, JPM here in 2015, did yeah. that, how, much, how often did you reflect upon that that might be the closest that you ever got to an Indy victory? Yeah, I thought about that a lot and what I should have done and should have changed this and that, but you know, it's just not your day when it works out like that. I mean, that day I did everything I could too. Um, but today I did it again and it all worked out well. And it was through speed, pit stops, in and out laps, good restarts. It was a fight to to win it. It was not an easy win. So um, that makes it much more satisfying. Tony over here on your left. Uh, Will, we had the first win at Fontana a few years ago, like that, the championship. Was this still the last kind of remaining monkey on your back that you had to get done? Yeah, absolutely. It was the last box to tick to be considered as a, you know, a, a very successful driver. So um, I'm not done. I'm not done. Like, I still have plenty of time left to, to win more 500s and championships and races. Okay, far left over here. Australia and motorsport wise you guys won the two biggest races in the world arguably any oh yeah did Ricardo win yeah wow that's cool yeah 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 how's that um yeah unbelievable for uh to be the first Australian to win the Indy 500 that's uh that's uh very special maybe they'll might recognize me down there now I don't think many people know who I am down there because uh, we don't have a race there anymore so um yeah it's uh, it's very cool. Does a Bri Bri does a Brisbane-born Kiwi count as an Australian? Yeah, no, I don't think so. They didn't really. Yeah, New Zealand took took him under their. New wing. Zealand took him. Bob Kravitz over here on the left. Will uh, to your left. At what point in your career did you come to terms with ovals and actually maybe learn to embrace ovals? Um. Definitely, like, just in the last, uh, I would say, three years, been quite good. Ah, more than that, more than that. I've been, I've been, uh, it's just, they all kind of come together. I mean, it's been, you don't realize how the years just tick off, but um, when, I, when I won the race in Fontana, what year was that? 13, I think. I think from, since then, um, but it just comes with experience. Like, I would race ovals every week now because I'm, I'm just so experienced at it. I really enjoy it um, and have become quite good at it. Uh, you know, I feel like every time I go to an oval, I absolutely have a chance to win. And that definitely wasn't the feeling at the beginning of my career. I would always think, ah, oh, it's going to be... Like, I never thought I could win. But now I know every oval I go to, it's just like a road course. I have a great shot at winning this. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the attitude you have to have. Tim May here in the front. Yeah, on Thursday I was talking to you. You were talking about you know checking that last box and and stuff. 
and you were talking about what it would feel like. What did it feel like to finally win this race? I mean, did were there emotions you got that you didn't even expect? I uh, just it's just a, I just screamed like I've never screamed before. It was just amazing. The last two laps, uh, the last lap, seeing the white flag, the checkers. I mean, it's just. It's, you can't explain it. Like, I've really come down off the high now, you know, because I exhausted myself being so excited. But uh, it's, man, it's what I needed so badly and what I wanted so badly, and it came true. So, you know, anyone here knows how that would feel if you want something so much, and it, it comes through for you through hard work and determination. We think you scream more than any Indy 500 winner. It's pretty 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 clear that's what happened and and liz it yeah. was all she could do to stand up yeah i wonder what liz was like I, I haven't seen the footage but i'm sure she chewed up some bottles there at the end <laughs> any more uh, david Malsher way in the back I uh, just wanted to point out, first of all, that uh, you've now beaten uh, Helio to four wins at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, I know. Someone told me that. <laughs> uh, the other point was uh, how much did, uh, through the uh, week of practice or eight days, uh, how much did uh, Helio's feedback add to the team group and how much, uh, how much did you work with his kind of setup? Was it valuable? Um, yeah, we all... Uh kind of went in different directions it was just a new car and there's so many different options you could run um and we all ended up on quite different setups so um yeah it's just there's so many ways to to get the balance uh, and you know it was actually a very difficult year but uh you know he i don't know what elio ended up with but he had a pretty bad day at, uh, on carb day and i think he just totally changed the car um, and I'm not sure how it was, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just having four lots of information that was so valuable and four very experienced drivers and good drivers that, that, you know, drive this team. Um, and that, yeah, it just, it just helps a lot when you have that much information with a new car. You can get confused too, because <laughs> there's just so much of it. On your far right, uh, right here in front. John Harville with Front Stretch. Um, I just want to know if you felt any concern throughout the race seeing veteran guys, guys that have won this race, uh, seeing them like just kind of spin out on their own and what how your car felt uh, in dirty air and clean air and just the overall handling throughout the day. Yeah, it was definitely uh, hard in dirty air. Your tires would degrade. Uh, it was tough to get close. Uh, my car was very good, a little bit loose in uh, a clean air. Um, yeah, I didn't see, uh, I really did not take note of who was crashing or whatnot. I was just kind of don't like to look at the crashes. So, yeah, so, yeah, my car was good all in all. Bob, here on your far left. Oh, I'm sorry, right here. Uh, Chris Branch, Blue HQ Media. Um, the last few years we've seen a, the race being more of a slingshot drafting, and this year is completely different. You were able to, to get some space. Did you attack the race differently? Did you have different race strategy? How did that? <coughs> yeah, this was a race you run to lead. Um, you know, it was it was at last they had a formula where the leader, if you had a good car, you could benefit and pull away. So um, you know, I liked it. It it definitely made it harder to drive, and it put the driver back in into it more, 
where before you could hang back in third and just hang there, no one wanted to lead. So, um, yeah, it was a very, it was a race like it was in 2010-11, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, that sort of race where it was about your speed and, um, you know, the tyres would degrade, you're never really, never wide open. So that was, uh, it put the driver back into it more, in my opinion. Bob Kravitz on the left here. Will, you mentioned on the broadcast that your attitude changed in the last couple of weeks. Um, in, what, in what way did your attitude change and what needed to change? Uh, just after, I, it's, I, I've just, there's so much negative stuff out there that you can see on social media. And, uh, you know, you, can, you just got to minimize the amount of negative people you hang around and negative stuff you read. And, and and be in general positive, um, but winning a race definitely makes you makes you and the whole team be more positive. Um, we had that in 2015 when I won, and then I finished second here. So, um, yeah, I've slowly changed to be a more positive person. It's hard when you're very negative. Try <laughs> belt out all those bad habits of thinking. Bruce Martin here in the middle. Uh, back in Mooresville, whenever you go back to the shop, the whole IndyCar shops, you're looking, you know, looking down on the shop are every Indy 500 winner's yeah. photo from Victory Lane. And all those years you've gone in there and you haven't been one of them. Now you're going to be up there with Mark Donahue and Rick yeah. Mears. And, yeah. you know, your photo's going to get hung. And I'm sure that uh, some guys are going to get a go home early a little uh, one of these days after this stretch ends. Yeah. Just to know that. And I have a follow-up to that. Yeah, it's uh, when you go into Penske, you see all the uh, the baby Borgs there in the the foyer, and then you see in the IndyCar shop the massive uh, pictures of people who have won. So yeah, I've looked at that often, just wanted to be up there, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty cool to walk in that shop and see yourself up there in Victory Lane from the Indy 500. Pretty pretty cool. And on Lake Norman, there's a lot of accomplished race drivers that have won a lot of NASCAR championships, but none of them have won an Indy 500. Now you're the first. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I can just get it by a boat or something that's bigger than theirs and <laughs> say I won the 500. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there are a lot of great race car drivers from there. A lot of great race car drivers that live in North Carolina. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a pretty cool racing town, but I still like Indianapolis. I love Indianapolis. I love living here, and um, when I did, and maybe when I retire, I'll move back. <laughs> one final, any final for, uh, we'll take one more here. Oh, we'll, t we'll do two more. We'll take one right here, and then Bob. We lost the microphone. No, he's, he's going. coming. Congrats. Um, oh. My question is, when you saw... Wilson, Wilson pulling away, how did you feel? Did you think you could catch him, or yeah. were you kind of worried? Yeah, I was trying very hard to get Harvey. I had a couple of big runs and then pushed out wide, and but I was giving it everything. I, th I was thinking I was going to get him, and then my spotter said, they're going to pit, or Harvey's going to pit. Then I thought, I'll have a great shot at Wilson because he has no one in front of him to help him in the draft. But then they both pit. It was like the gates opened. It was amazing. <laughs> then I was just... Yeah, full rich, go. Go, hold on. 
Last one here from Bob Pachris over here on the. Uh, Can you compare emotions today to 2015? And did you have any idea that you would be screaming as much when you won this race? Did I scream a lot? I must have screamed a really lot. Really did. Real life, everyone's talking about screaming. Uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, um, yeah, I was so disappointed. Fifteen. It's just ah uh, oh, man, so close. Um, yeah, this is a very different feeling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's just yeah, amazing. I did. I yeah, I'll have to see the footage. Obviously, I screamed a lot. I just lost my head. <laughs> Thanks, Will. I appreciate Thank it. Uh, congratulations.